0: Welcome back to the STEM Blazers podcast. My name is Joe Fuchs, and I am joined by my other host, Maddie. Thanks,
1: Joe. My name is Maddie Poole, and I am very excited to be here today talking to our first mother-daughter duo of Season 3, Charisse Hawkins and Shayla Griggs. Charisse has worn many hats in her STEM career, originally studying chemical engineering and then getting a master's in engineering management, and now she is the founder and CEO of PageDip, a content software company.
0: And Sharice is joined by her daughter, Shayla. Shayla is an electro-optical engineer at Space Dynamics Laboratory. We are so excited to learn more about optical engineering from Shayla and chat about her passion for all things space. Thank you both for joining us today. How are you both doing on this beautiful Monday?
2: Awesome. Yep. Great.
1: Great to be here. Well, we are so glad to have you guys here today. And Sharice, um, we can start with you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your day-to-day looks like as a founder and CEO of PageDip?
2: Sure. That's a great question because one of the things that I learned about being a CEO is that a CEO does all the jobs that no one else does. You know, So you do your regular setting strategy for the company and ha- making sure that you have fundraising in order and and, uh, you know, hiring people, et cetera. There's also the, ta- the tasks where no one else is around to do, like um, when, the, when the insurance needs to be renewed, you're the one that usually does the research for that. So um, sometimes I think people think CEO is such a glamorous job. It's kind of wearing all the hats um, in a small company, for sure.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're the boss. You've got to do all the jobs that no one else either wants to do or knows how to do, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you fill in a lot of gaps, but also have a really important job. So we're excited to talk to you. And Shayla, I want to ask you the same question. Can you explain what an electro-optical engineer is? Yeah. Because that's a crazy sounding word. And what that day-to-day looks like for you at Space Dynamics Laboratory.
3: Yes. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint what day-to-day is because... So many days I come into work thinking I'm going to get one thing done and I'm off solving a different problem, putting out a different fire. So um, but mostly I'll spend my time either in the lab, which is either um, in a clean room or in just a general laboratory or at my desk doing like optical modeling. So specing out, um, you know, mirrors, different like lenses, um, all kinds of different optics that have to be put into place to uh get light to go where it needs to go. Um, and that light can be, you know, safe, visible light or really high-powered lasers. So,
0: <laughs> Wow, a laser engineer. I don't think I've heard of anything cooler than that. That is so cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds... So cool, so interesting. That sounds like so futuristic. Like you're out here with lasers, like pew pew.
3: <laughs> Definitely. The the short answer to my job is just I play with lasers all day. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> amazing. Um, can you both share some of the experiences or opportunities that got you to where you are today? What did that STEM path kind of look like for you and Shayla? Let's start with you.
3: Yeah, um, i i always I always knew that I wanted to be an engineer, um, but I didn't know what kind. And so by the time I got to college, I was like, okay, like electrical engineering sounds cool. Great. Um, but I actually had to take a, um, like intro to engineering course. It was like engineering 102. And they, um, basically introduce you to all the majors that were, um, at my college. I went to university of Arizona. They have like, I want to say 15 majors now. Um, and I didn't know what optical engineering was until I took that course and was kind of introduced to it that way. Um, so yeah, it was kind of not a direct path. I didn't know (laughs) that it even existed before then. So,
1: um, yeah. And that's really cool. And then did you kind of know what optical engineering was before you majored in it? So I didn't have a
3: good idea of what it was, um, Part of that class was actually going to like open houses and they would have like a a student who had, you know, an upperclassman basically tell you kind of what um, courses you took. Somebody interned like in Germany. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Um, So they, they really like kind of spelled it out for you. Here's the kind of industries that you can go into with this degree. Um, And that really helps not only have me picture, you know, what kind of courses I would take, but also what I could do with that information, um, and I think that's a really nice um, kind of like gap that was filled um, because I know a lot of people kind of go in not knowing. Yeah, I like to study this, but what am I actually going to do with with that knowledge once I <laughs> once I graduate? So.
1: Right, definitely. Yeah, it sounds like like having a mentor, someone who like knew more than you, was really integral to like knowing what you wanted to do, and they really helped you out a lot. Right? Definitely. Yeah. And then Sharice, uh, could you tell us what um, got you into chemical engineering, and what do you do today with that? Like, how does that serve you?
2: Um, I moved around a lot when I was growing up, and I ended up at a high school that had the best math teacher ever. His name was Mr. Orr. Still love you, Mr. Orr. You changed my life. Um, and he just made algebra and math and all the, all the advanced math that we ended up taking really, really fun. So I knew I wanted to get an engineering degree because I thought that was, that engineering was a ton of math and it kind of is, but it kind of isn't because what you do on a daily basis, like Shayla was saying, when you get out into the world, you need to understand math to get your degree. But then I don't have a calculator next to me at my desk, you know, um, for most of my career. So, um, I'm just really thankful that I found um, that opportunity to take a class. And I think sometimes a teacher can really help you set your way. I, I picked chemical engineering because I also liked chemistry. I knew nothing about chemical engineering or what job that I would have with it. Hence, the second part of the answer, which is I've never used my chemical engineering degree in my career. So I'm much more an electrical software and hardware person. When you look back at the past few decades of my work. So it's sort of amusing, but it also shows you that once you do get an engineering degree, you can apply it in so many different ways because you're really being taught how to solve problems and how to think sort of uh, logically through solving problems. And then you can apply that to anything and even jobs that haven't even been thought of yet.
1: Yeah, definitely. Engineering is definitely a a method of thinking, like less than it is kind of like a specific thing, especially when you just think about problem solving and stuff, for sure. I totally get that. And then it also sounds like having like one teacher. I know I have a few teachers who come to mind that are just really special in my heart and that totally like influenced where I am today. So having, again, the mentor thing is super important.
0: Yeah, shout out to Mr. Orr, right? <laughs> Maybe he's listening. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I hope he is. It sounds like finding your like path has been an iterative process for both of you. But I wonder, Sharice, um, what it felt like when you knew that you were in the right spot? When did you know that STEM was right? And I'm, I'm wondering from Shayla, too, if that was similar to your mom or just when you found that, oh, wait, I'm doing the thing I want to do for a really long time. This is what I'm meant to do. Can you explain how that felt or when you felt that?
2: I like that question a lot. Um, I can remember being really small and taking things apart and being curious about how they work together. This is kind of before some of the more advanced, cool toys that, you know, we got Shayla when she was little. But still, there's just that interest in how does it work and how do you put it back together and the curiosity. Um, one of my first jobs was being a Disney Imagineer where you design theme parks and roller coasters and all that. And I can remember thinking, this is a, this is a really fun job and it's really creative. And I get to do this because I took electrical engineering at some point. So (laughs) that was, that was probably the moment.
3: Yeah. And I'd say, um, I think from like a young age, I always wanted to combine both my parents' jobs somehow. Like, my mom was always in like the technical space and my dad is a custom cabinetry builder. And so I was like, Can I do something technical that's still hands-on? And so I definitely think that once I've found my current job where, you know, like I said, half my time is in a lab putting things together and half my time is designing modeling, I was like, Okay, this is, you know, it's not just code, it's not just hardware, it's a really nice blend of both. And I think that's kind of what keeps me excited every day to go to
0: work. That's so awesome. It sounds like finding that blend of things that makes you excited to go to work is really the the dream, isn't it? I think that's what we're all going for. I'm so glad you both found something that just makes you tick.
1: Yeah, I hope we're all lucky enough to find that in our careers.
0: You kind of lose track of time when
2: you're so excited about what you're doing that you you forget that it's work because you're so excited about what you're doing.
1: Yeah, that's definitely like a magical thing that happens. So that's really awesome. Um, So Sharice, how do you um, think that things are different from today as a woman in STEM from when you first entered your career? Um, And then Shayla, do you kind of relate to what your mom has been through?
2: There just weren't a lot of women in STEM and not a lot of women role models or professors. And I don't think I had any female professors um, in my engineering coursework that I like I can recall. And you know, going into industry, I, I was usually the only woman in a meeting or on a project. And then it started to get a little bit better. You know, by the time I was working on a project w- at Disney, there was a, about 30 percent of us on in the field were were women. and so it started to shift um, a little bit. I think some companies are more progressive than others. But there's still not a lot of women founding companies. And I still have people say, well, you don't look like an engineer as if I don't know what an engineer really looks like. You know, Not the stereotypical glasses, uh, geeky looking guy, but there's a lot of, of um, people that don't look like that. And there's a lot of women engineers now. So I think it was just being a little feeling a little isolated because there weren't as many people. Um, as many women, either in you know academia or in the first few jobs that I had,
1: is that a universal experience? Do you think Shayla? Did you kind of go through the same thing? I think I went through a, a
3: bit similar, but it's it's definitely improved. I would say, like you know, I was in SWE clubs, and I mean, my total number of people in my major was maybe only about thirty or forty, and I'd say there were at least five women, maybe <laughs> less than ten. But, um, and even now, like at work, we do have women luncheons that we do Um, and, you know, trying to, cause there, there is a bit of a community that exists, but you definitely have to work to find people. There's still, there's only one other woman on my, on the current program that I'm on. So there's definitely few of us, but I think it is improving slowly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think I did have a few professors, not necessarily in my major, but math professors and um I minored in ECE so like some of my electrical engineering professors were were women so that was that was really nice to have again those role models
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's good to hear that you know things are improving from how they were obviously there's still a a pretty big gap in terms of like gender and stuff so it's nice to hear that it's improving though
0: And I think it's so cool that we have this comparative experience of you both, albeit in different ways, but having this shared experience between you, I'm sure it draws you together, yeah?
3: Definitely. And we both went to the same university, just like 30 years apart. So it's also (laughs) kind of interesting to to compare, you know, how, not only how campus has evolved, obviously, but, you know, how classes have evolved and, Mm -hmm. you know, how I had to take an intro class and learn about majors. And, you know, my mom just kind of jumped in and blind. So <laughs> there's definitely been some progress in that. Yeah.
2: There's a funny story about that. I went to, I was in a smaller high school, but did really well in my high school and, and thought, you know, I, I knew it all. And I had Mr. Orr as my teacher and I go to college and I promptly enroll in Calculus 1 And I failed Calculus 1. And so (laughs) to fail a class in college is quite the life lesson because there is this opportunity to actually drop the class before you fail it, which I did not do. And so um, when Shayla went to you know college, I I would tell her that story about you know how to manage your schedule and how to know when your drop date is. But they also changed the curriculum at U of A, where you take a course pre-calculus to to make sure that you are at the level that you need to be, and the success rate now in people graduate or uh, getting through calculus is much higher because they can let you know, well, you really should, you know, take pre-calc and not calc first and it won't change. So they've, they've actually, you know, kind of, I feel good that they've learned from some of the experiences um, that were unfortunately not that uncommon back in my day to make the engineering curriculum a little bit more accessible now with some tweaks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Cause I totally understand, you know, failing a class can be a great learning experience, but ideally yeah. there you should be teaching students so that they're not failing the class. So right. I, I'm glad that they've made those changes and it's so great to see that comparison between you two. So I'm actually, I have this one for Shayla. I'm really curious, since we know you're super passionate about space and your engineering career, why do you think that young girls might be discouraged from pursuing an engineering or space career? and what are your thoughts on how we should change that?
3: That's a great question. Um, I think a lot of it comes back to the, seems like the theme of this discussion is mentorship and, you know, not seeing people like you being represented in these roles that, you know, you're you're, you're applying for, but it's, it you know, there's definitely a barrier there. So I think it's just it's important to kind of remember why you're interested in something and not to let, you know, a lack of representation limit you for, from, you know, chasing after that goal because there always has to be like the first person. So <laughs> whether or not maybe that's you, maybe that's somebody else who's um, you know, blazed the path for you, but you know, there always has to be that first person. So
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sharish and Shayla, for answering those first few questions. Uh, Right now, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back.
4: Hi, it's Wendy. Thank you for joining us. To help others find our podcast, please rate and review us. If you know someone who would enjoy listening, please share it with them. By sharing the podcast, you are helping us grow our audience and reaching more young ladies to introduce them to some amazing women in STEM. Don't forget to click on the link in our bio to get your very own STEM Blazers podcast mug so you can enjoy a cup of coffee while you're listening. This week's episode is sponsored by ProLink Solutions. ProLink Solutions is a Colorado-based technology company that provides software solutions to the affordable housing industry nationwide. Their customers include state governments and financial institutions who play important roles in creating and delivering much-needed housing stocks to low-to-mid-income families in the country. To learn more about ProLink Solutions, just go to prolinksolutions.com. That's pro l i n k solutions.com. Thank you so much to our sponsor. Now let's get you back to the conversation.
1: All right. Welcome back from our short break. So Shayla, did your mom inspire you or encourage you as a child to pursue what you're doing now?
3: Definitely. Um, she, she's always been one of my biggest role models. <laughs> Whether or not she knows it, she probably does. But um, But yeah, we would always play with, you know, the the geeky toys i guess we had um snap circuits and connects which were basically like legos but really cool (laughs) and Lego. so we had you know all those kind of like stem inspiring toys um and i would always ask her about her job and kind of like you know how she got to where she was when i was older and kind of starting to figure out what i wanted to do so um certainly she's been one of my biggest role models for sure
1: Yeah, that's awesome that you um, were encouraged to play with like, I guess, traditionally boys toys. You know, I know I had Barbies and stuff and my parents don't work in STEM, but I do still feel like encouraged by them. But it's really nice that you kind of had that um, just like an extra motivation from your mom. So that's really sweet. Definitely. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like you two have an amazing relationship and... You know, it's totally fine if you want to um, nix this, Shayla. But I'm curious, Sharice, if Shayla had any um, specific, like, funny moments as a child where you just knew that she was going to be a cool grown-up. Because I hear that from my parents a lot. And I think that every kid just has a specific habit or moment. And you realize, wow, that's going to be a fun grown-up.
2: Oh, there are so many Um I think one of the other things that we did a lot was we both love to read. Our whole family loves to read. And so we were always reading stuff and just that sense of curiosity and asking why was just part of our family environment. And um, Shayla doesn't really get bored. Like she'll, she'll like keep looking so she can entertain herself, but also there's this curiosity about whatever, whatever situation we're in, whether, whether we're traveling, no matter if we are traveling, like to another country. There's always this curiosity of, uh, around what's this like and, and just being open to, to new ideas. And I think that um, it's just a great way to live in general, but it's also fun to be a technologist and think about how you could make this better or that better, or improve this for society or whatever. So um, just her curiosity. Uh, it still inspires me when she you know sends some link about, check this out, or I'm What's that TV show that you're always watching, Shayla, about? Not how it's made, but the one about...
0: Oh,
3: Explained on Netflix. Explained, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is
0: such a good show. I, I love that show. <laughs> it is so awesome that, you know, you've had that inquisitive nature and that you recognize that in her. And it, I can tell from the way that you're talking, you're just so proud of being able to encourage that part of her. And it's just so sweet to hear you guys talk about each other.
1: Yeah. And I really love seeing the kind of switch between like mother, engineer and CEO. So Sharice, if you could talk a little bit about how find a balance between all of
2: those i don't think I think it's more around just doing the next most important thing, and so sometimes when you come home the next important thing is make dinner and then it's um uh for a while I was helping Shayla with math after after dinner so like you just kind of do what what needs to ha- happen and but I also feel like you know exercising is important so it's it's kind of like time boxing the day a little bit, but also being a little fluid and forgiving if something has to shift. Um, there's a big deadline, and so you need to pay attention to that. Or uh, so I think it's you know when people say it's got to be a perfect balance, it's more like it flows back and forth, and you and you learn how to adapt, um, and then it it kind of all works out over time. Not that there aren't stressful moments and you're overwhelmed or maybe lack of sleep at certain points, but think if you take the bigger picture, that's what helps you stay sane.
1: Yeah, that definitely seems like a wise answer that like you can't stick to one schedule because it definitely won't work all the time. So that sounds like a really good way to, I think, just live your life in general. Yeah,
0: yeah it sounds like you really have a flow um, going between things that are important and understanding why you're doing it as an important um, way of driving you forward. I think we could all learn a little bit from that.
2: But there's still those days when you're like, we're out of milk or, you know, like, there's yeah, not, right? it's not mm-hmm. perfect.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Just got to adapt the, to the changing circumstances, right. I'm, I'm sure, especially after this year, we're used to doing that, hopefully a little more. I'm really curious about what you guys think about what we can offer to encourage young women into STEM fields. What do you think they need to hear? Shayla, I'd love to get your answer first.
3: Yeah, no, I, it is a loaded question, but I do think that it's important to see at least for me it was in if I would have liked to see what was beyond college in a way because I think I got really bogged down with like, you know, okay, next week I have a test and then I have like 10 homework assignments due and like getting kind of drowning in all of that, but what's beyond that, you know, I kind of I think that for all of the hard work that went into my four years of college, there's like a huge reward for when you get out on the other, on the other side and you're like, wow, I can do what I really like. And it's, I mean, yeah, like, you know, my mom was saying, those stressful days, but it's overall, it's, it was really worth the, that whole journey. So um, just knowing that there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel and whatever stage you're at. And it doesn't, you don't have to take a linear path through that tunnel.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You got to remind yourself of the big picture, what's going on after all of the hard tests and, you know, math being hard. That's definitely, you got to see the light at the end of the math tunnel, especially, at least for me. (laughs) I'd love to get your thoughts too, Sharice. What do you think that we can be doing to work towards this community of professionals and people trying to inspire young women in STEM?
2: I wish that I'd had the opportunity to, and now there's, there's, there's more chances to solve smaller problems that are really relevant and not like the textbook problem, but something, you know, to create an, an ecosystem, like there's now maker's labs and, and 3d printing. And, and so having people see the connection between a problem that they're really experiencing and how to solve it. And I've read that women tend to like to solve problems that are very relevant and they can see how they impact people in their lives very close, so less abstract. I'm trying to think of a good example, but I I I wish that there was more opportunities to play around with things that could really make a huge difference right now and not an abstract problem and have you have to make that mental leap. I can't think of a good example at the moment, but
1: Yeah. I was just talking to some of my friends about that earlier today and how one of the thermodynamic questions that they make us all do, like in one of our classes, is to calculate how many times you have to slap a chicken to cook it. I don't know (laughs) if you guys have ever heard that problem, but it's, you know, a ridiculous amount of slaps and you, you would never actually do it, but it's like thousands of slaps, but you would cook the chicken. You would probably like pulverize it at some point but it's one of those things where it's like well did we really need to calculate that (laughs) probably not or probably not actually useful
3: yeah when you have to work so hard to like infer what the problem was trying to teach you it's like was there was it worth it
0: (laughs) to what end (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's great to remember that diversity is especially in fields that are impacting our everyday lives. Like engineering is one of those things that is so connected to our everyday experience in a lot of way that non-engineers don't often get to conceptualize. That diversity changes the way that we walk through everyday life. The people that design bridges um, change the way you see that bridge every day. And having diversity in those areas allows us to change the things we see every day to be more representative. Yes. And I know that's a very abstracted example, but do you guys have any examples of that, that you just see, wow, that diversity, like it made a difference. I can see where, you know, that perspective changed in my mind. Did you have any examples like that?
2: Well, I was thinking about the opposite. Um, and I don't have a super long fingernails, but I do like having like. Not just that. And like the toilets that you have to push down to actually flush <laughs> are annoying for some, like there's just stupid stuff like that that um, I feel like, why? Why did you make it harder? Or if your hands are really small to do certain things and not consider, yeah, options. Women's pockets was another good one. Like we should, we want pockets. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we could all do with more pockets. Truly. I feel like we should be past the pockets thing by yeah. now. Like we've
1: been telling them that I think for decades, right? They should they should they know, they just don't want to anymore.
0: This is a call to more women in um fashion designing Lucky. engineering. <laughs> yes. Yeah, whoever is listening doing that, we're calling you to let you know we want more pockets. Yes. Exactly. And Shayla what um do you have an example of how diversity affects like your everyday day-to-day experience?
3: Well, I'd say two just came to mind. The pocket thing actually came up at work because a lot of guys will carry around like pocket knives and they'll, you know, have them to, you know, cut open boxes or whatever and somebody was joking like, "Well, why don't you have your pocket knife?" I was like, "Well, if I had pockets, I would have a pocket knife too." <laughs> <laughs> um, but and then the other thing was like a lot of our work is like really, with really small, in really small spaces, like reaching in and turning a micrometer or something. And so like, I'm one of the only people on our team who can like reach this certain micrometer that we have to change every couple months. And so it's like, well, diverse hiring, like is good, but also like, what would you do (laughs) if, you know, women weren't here to to help you out? So,
0: yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, in any circumstance, in any profession especially in STEM where women are underrepresented there are gaps that are filled by unique experiences to women and that you don't see that those gaps are there until you need a woman in that job and that is the hole that needs to be filled. And I really appreciated that answer. And a touch of humor. We needed a touch of humor because honestly, women's pockets and atrocities.
3: (laughs) I'm glad we all agree, but it needs to change. (laughs) It does.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes.
2: I got a chance to work with um, a person who's blind and he explained how some of the speech to text that started off supporting people who are blind and visually impaired are the same things that we're using on a daily basis with Siri and Google Voice and Alexa. And so just because they were developed to help a particular group, the rest of humanity really benefits from some of these more creative and alternative ways to, to solve problems. So I hadn't thought about it before he said that. And ever since he said that, whenever I use voice activated, this morning, like, yes, thank you for <laughs> solving that problem for us.
1: Yeah, it definitely goes to show you like innovation, like even if it's you're like thinking of one specific thing, there's probably so many more applications that no one has thought of yet. And it could benefit a lot of people in the future. So that was an awesome question round. And now we're going to move on to our rapid fire questions. So basically, Joe and I are just going to switch
0: off asking some short questions. Are you guys ready? Yeah,
2: ready.
1: Okay, sounds good. Joe, do you want to start us off?
0: Yeah. So my first question is, what did you want to be when you were five? Let's go with Shayla first.
1: I think I want to be a firefighter.
0: That's awesome. I wanted to be a ballerina.
2: (laughs) That is also very awesome. Yes. (laughs) And I still dance, but not on point anymore.
1: (laughs) All right. And then uh, who is your female STEM icon? Charisse, we'll start with you.
2: This person is not an icon, but I have to do a shout out to my mentor at when I was at Disney Imagineer. Her name is Linda Alcorn. I think she was the first female engineer at Disney, and she was the most patient, amazing person. And so she is an icon in my heart, even though I don't think anyone on the call might, you know, know her name, but you should.
1: Oh, that's really sweet. All right, and Shayla.
3: Um, I think I want to shout out my, um, the first internship I got was at a company called Double Helix Optics in Boulder. And Leslie Kimmerling is the CEO of that. And it was just so cool to see another woman leading a company. Um, You know, of course, I had my mom as a role model, but it was, that was another good one.
1: Yeah, awesome. I mean, again, mentorship, role models, super important.
0: Absolutely. And um, what is your best life hack, Shayla, let's start with you.
3: Oh, that's a great question. I would have to say probably like writing or journaling or just like getting thoughts out of my head and onto paper. (laughs) Clear mind helps you think.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, Sharice.
2: I love listening to audiobooks and listening to them at like faster speeds like 1.2 or 1.4 <laughs> has been a great life hack.
1: <laughs> yeah, got to be efficient, right? All right. Um what is your favorite way to distress? stress Uh we will start with you.
2: I have this weird hobby where I do what's called aerial silks. Ooh. And you climb silks that are hung from the ceiling, like in Cirque du Soleil, and you do all these weird drops and falls, and not not called falls, drops. Um, And I just love love, um, being in the studio and doing that. And when you're about ready to do some sort of thing where you unfurl from many feet in the air, you're very focused. You're not thinking about work and you're not thinking about anything else. And that's really nice.
1: Yeah, I have always wanted to do that. It always looks so cool and fun. So that's super awesome that you do that. All right. And Shayla, what do you do to relax? I would
3: say, depending on the weather, either go for a walk or play guitar.
1: Ooh, do you play like acoustic or?
3: I do play acoustic, but I play like songs that should be played on electric. So it sounds a little weird, but.
1: (laughs) You know, it's it's just for fun, you
0: know?
3: Yeah. Acoustic is more relaxing, probably. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, that makes sense. Okay. What is the best compliment you have ever received, Shayla?
3: I don't know if it's, I can't say like specific word for word, but just someone saying like, I did a really good job or my design, you know, works really well or makes sense. Um, that always feels good when you're worried if it's not going to work and it, it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cherise?
2: When I was at Disney, one of the um, technicians that was building something that, that I designed said this was really um, easy to build and you thought about how it was built, not just how it was going to work. And I just thought of that. I hadn't thought of that before you asked the question. So yeah, that made me. That was a good one.
1: That's awesome. All right. And uh, what is your
2: favorite motto, Sharice, We'll start with you. Um, my motto is it all. It all works out. Sometimes not in exactly the time frame you want it to, but it all works out eventually.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a like a chill way to go through life. <laughs> all right, Shayla.
3: Um, I think I'm going to steal a Garmin slogan which is beat yesterday.
1: Ooh. I like that. We're always, we always want to improve, right? Yeah, exactly. One day at a time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of improving, what is one thing that you've really wanted to learn? Shayla?
3: Ooh, I really want to learn sign language. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to like teach yourself.
0: <laughs> it's a good one. A useful skill. And Charisse.
2: I've always wanted to learn to play drums, which is not a particularly useful skill, but maybe Shailen and I will be in a band at some point. She can play guitar and I'll play the drums.
0: I would love to see that. Whenever you get that started up, please send me your Spotify. I will be all over that.
1: Yes, let us know. I will listen to you guys.
3: You you said it to the world, so now it has to happen. Right.
1: Right? And speaking of music, um, what is your guys' favorite songs?
2: I'm a big fan of Zed, um, and so I really like Addicted to a Memory by Zed. And we, Shayla and I went and saw him at Red Rocks before COVID, and we were screaming
1: the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and Shayla?
3: Yeah, I also really like Zed, but just to be different, I'll say um, Good Riddance by Green Day. Green Day's
1: good. All right. Well, we will add those songs to our mentor playlist, and you guys can check that out on Spotify.
0: Okay, great. And... Lastly, this is a question we ask all of our guests. We want to know, standing where you are now, what advice would you give to your high school self? Sharice, let's start with you and then Shayla. Oh, my goodness. I think
2: you got to go with Shayla first
0: because I'm not... Yeah, totally. Feel free. Um,
2: I'd say,
3: like, don't try and plan out your life, like, super detailed because things just happen. So pick a direction. Yeah. Like let that guide you, but be flexible and just kind of trust the process. It'll all work out. And, but don't like limit yourself to any one decision, I guess.
2: I would say not to be afraid of following your dreams or even like a technical um, opportunity. I think I didn't think engineering was creative when I was in high school. So there was a little trepidation about choosing that as a major and an occupation. And that couldn't have been further from my experience, but I was a little nervous. I think about, do I have to be serious? Do I have to always be able to, you know, add really well. (laughs) Um, And uh, so having fun and thinking about it as a creative and just, and you're, when you're really interested in something just to go for it would, would be what I would tell my high school self.
1: And uh, for our listeners, we have a trivia question for this episode. And the question is, what is the national animal of Scotland? And um, you can find the answer to that question on our Instagram at STEM Blazers. So make sure to check that out.
0: And we just want to thank you so much, Sharice and Shayla, for joining us on this episode. We have so thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and your experiences and seeing your wonderful relationship. Um, on behalf of STEM Blazers, thank you for sharing your story and inspiring women and girls entering or transitioning into STEM fields everywhere. Thanks for
1: having us. Yeah, thank you. And shout out to our listeners for joining us for another episode of our STEM Blazers podcast. If you want more information or to stay up to date with what we're doing, check out our website at STEM Blazers or our Facebook and Instagram pages at STEM Blazers. Thank you so much.